This is episode seven of the Bridgewater Brawl podcast, bringing you the sharpest analysis and hottest takes about our 10-person fantasy football league. Today, we're going to discuss our week one takeaways, talk about the specter of Jay, and then make some predictions about week two matchups. I'm Peter. And I'm Alex. And I'm Anish. How are you guys? Week one done. Yeah, week one is done. Week one waiver wire done. Week one done for matches. Yeah, sad. 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 (laughs) Sadness for my team. Specter of Jay is probably like my favorite topic so far. It's a great topic. Maybe ever. It's great. We're gonna we're gonna peak early. Yeah, so but you know, the real drama of week one is on WhatsApp. Shots. Alex shaking his head doesn't work well on the podcast. Shots fired at Alex from Bobbin. Some people have lives. I don't know what that is. Are you guys familiar? Yeah, Anish, what what are you referring to? So, um, Alex, why why don't you walk us through your question? Uh, Well, we we had Peter's waiver summary, as he does, uh, the waiver war. And um, great return, by the way. Great, Great return of the waiver war. And I was a little surprised by the waivers because... Waiver Ward didn't mention it, um, but also no one in our league picked up Jalen Warren, which just like surprised me because of the Najee Harris injury. And then Bavin responds with, most of us have real lives outside of fantasy these days. <laughs> it's like, well, okay, that's true. So good. I don't know if I'm reading it wrong. I know things get lost in translation. I just like don't know what to think. I don't know. Dude. It's weird. You just have, have to no accept... Problem. That you're a no life loser. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's nine thirty. I, I think we're making a podcast. He went for the win. Like he just went for the the total the TKO. <laughs> yeah, that, that one was, hit. Like he, my comment was not a judgment. I was just surprised. <laughs> he took it so personally on behalf of everyone in the league. Because <laughs> right? it's like it includes myself. Like I also did not want to pick up Jalen Warren, so I don't understand. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. You didn't even wait for him. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even try. It was so good, so good. So thank you for that, Bob. Yeah. Truly, fantasy football is back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how we know it's back. The wounds are opening. Oh man, the pain. I'm so happy this is back. <laughs> I am too. I am too. It's what I've missed yeah. the most. If I feel nothing, then you know I don't care. <laughs> yeah. If you fantasy football will make you feel many things, usually like garbage, but <laughs> but at least you feel something, right, guys? Yep. So yeah, week one. Um, I thought we would just go around and each of you can sum up your week one in one sentence or phrase what would it be your team's performance i got nothing (laughs) you got nothing yeah it's weird okay like after my after this week i felt nothing like i don't know what to think about my team you know like there's some mismanagement like i some players i could have started instead but we we just went out it just didn't do that well and I don't know what to do. <laughs> You're the least inspiring coach. Yes. Or maybe that's extremely motivating. If, if my coach came into the locker and was like, guys, I felt nothing today. And then just like walked out of the room. I would be so depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, guys, <laughs> you gave your best and you're just not good enough. And that's it. And that's cool. We're all, we can probably be happy with that. <laughs> Yeah, I really limped to my loss Monday night. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Alex, what about you? Mine's was, I I have more questions than answers. Like I I had sort of (laughs) set up my team so that I could just like know right away, like what's going on. And I feel like I'd left with more questions. The only thing I knew for sure was that Devontae Parker was trash, but that's like the only (laughs) question I got answered. Everything else is like Robinson and ETN are 50-50. Right, like, what's the deal with that? You know, DJ Chark looked good, but Amon Ross St. Brown was still the target leader. Um, Kenyon Drake is the lead back in Baltimore, but he was terrible at it. 
but they didn't get anyone new. So what does it mean? <laughs> like, I guess I have to hold him because he's a starter. So yeah, I definitely have more more questions than answers. But my week one, I think, can be summed up by the uh, by the videos I sent you guys of Travis Etienne dropping a short touchdown pass and Christian Watson also dropping a 75-yard touchdown pass on like the first play of the game. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that sums up my week one. Would you have opportunities for players? Well, I mean, I, I obviously didn't start Christian Watson at all because um, mm-hmm. he's still on the practice squad. But if I had started Christian, if I played optimally and one of those touchdowns went through, yeah, I would have won. <laughs> so if you set your lineup differently and your players played better, <laughs> you would have won. If I had st- if, if I had just started Christian Watson, gotten that touchdown, and Etienne caught that touchdown, yes, I would have won. But optimally, I would have also started James Robinson. So, like, you know, I was pretty screwed. I wouldn't have known. There's no way I'd know. And if I had different players on my team completely, I think it would have been better, too. If my players just broke five tackles and ran that ball in for a touchdown, I would have won. (laughs) Your team. Your team is so so weird. Like Peter called it, you have Julio starting. I, I really it. didn't want to. The Godwin injury really tipped it toward him. I went back and forth for a really long time about whether or not I'd waiver Julio Jones. Dude, Julio looks like a beast. He like burned people on just like straight up speed routes. It looked insane. Yeah, he got mad at himself getting tackled after like a five yard gain on an end around. That's nuts. That's nuts. And juice. you know what I did? Then he did it again and sco- and got like 15 yards. <laughs> it's something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Just like Dude, run the Chris same play. Chris Collins yeah. was talking about the whole story. Tom Brady really wanted to play with Julio Jones. He gave him a call. He's like, hey, we got to make this happen. And live for that. Live for the, the backstage access. The yeah. last time this happened, um, somebody like ran on a highway with their jersey off or there's a meme about it or left the stadium, what? you know, taking their shirt off. Antonio Brown. Oh, just- oh yeah. <laughs> Man, didn't he like he like rehabbed Antonio Brown like in his house? Yeah, for, yeah. For over the summer, right? I don't think Julio really needed rehab, but maybe yeah. he just needed like someone that wasn't, I don't know, Ryan Tannehill throwing the football. Fair enough. What about you? You got a real smug look on your face, Peter. What's, what's your <laughs> what's your takeaway from week one? Yeah, my take's a little different. My take is <laughs> haters gonna hate, <laughs> and. I'm gonna ride this rocket ship until the fuel runs out and I inevitably come crashing back down to Earth <laughs> with everyone else. <laughs> Could be week two. Yes, week two. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think um, yeah, I have. I had. I had last week. Last year, I think I had the worst week one performance, which is very different. We'll get into that more because it fueled my spite. To learn about Jay's team. Oh, did you and, play him week one? Yes. Ah. I played Jay. I played Jay week one last year. I lost horribly. And then the WhatsApp roasted me for having the worst team. And I never this forgot. Makes a lot more sense. This got me driven by spite. Like Mike only did his whole analysis out of spite. Now this makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Just the, the syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> You just have like the date of week one like tattooed on your wrist. Never forget. <laughs> Reciting it in my sleep before I go to bed. <laughs> just the lineup from that day. Do you think Mike just sits in bed and recites all the people's schedules he could have had? Definitely. I think, he, like, I think he just like recites the V lookup formula from like, yeah. the cells that <laughs> Anyways, um, we got some announcements, right, for uh, the league. Yeah, guys, we hit a huge milestone. I mean, I shared this with you before, but Anchor, who for everyone else hosts our podcast, thinks we have enough of a listenership to qualify for ad reads. So coming soon to this podcast, Squarespace ads, for hymns, Roman, like whatever. Like, <laughs> It's our demographic. So just to give you an idea of our demographics, we... uh, Forgot about this. We We never solved the mystery. 
You know what? I know, I know other people won't get to see it, but at least you guys can react to this. All right. So all of our listeners in the US makes sense. 45% on Spotify. We got some on Apple Podcasts. Overcast, I think, has got to be Streamboy. No, it's me. Oh, oh, to say, oh, oh you Overcast. use Overcast too? Yeah. Yo, T- Streamboy's on Team Overcast. She knows what's up. Overcast is good. What's Overcast? It's a podcast app that's amazing. You can make smart playlists. Yeah. It's great. Okay. Maybe we can get an ad read for them. Dude, um, that'd be sick. Some people listening on the web browser. I don't know who that is, but if you scroll down, um, we still have 26% of our listens coming from the 60 plus demographic. <laughs> so I wonder if they're listening on the browser. Oh no, but they're listening on Spotify. This is Spotify. Is it? Yeah. Is it like somebody's parents? I don't know, but like, it's clear the kind of ads we're going to qualify for, right? Like these are not, these are not great ads. Um, <laughs> but one thing we can definitely say, whatever revenue we generate here will be put back into the week. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless it reaches a critical mass where we have to make hard financial decisions. Unless I can quit my job. Yeah. Sure. Then we will take it all back from everybody. <laughs> Including anything we added in previously. Any any <laughs> any amount over take it take it out of the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything over a hundred dollars we will take for ourselves. <laughs> um, it's gonna be like on the vice, what's the vices? <clears throat> Let's take a look. Uh, 77% iPhone, 7% Mac, 17% other, I guess is Android. That okay. that 17% could just be Bobbin. No, Bobbin has an iPhone now. He is converted. Oh. Yeah. Huh. He, he is an iPhone uh, convert after being, you know, the Android kid for his entire life. Interesting. The, uh, the episode rankings are actually pretty cool too. Like it is cool. I, I still am just continuously surprised that we have more than like nine listens. Um, wow. Yeah. Our episode oh, wow. four is the most popular podcast. Wow. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool. Anyway, this is probably not interesting on the podcast. So probably need to go into this, but yeah, they're definitely listening to us for our critical football analysis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> deep dives into, I just pick yeah. up whichever kickers on top. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of analysis. They're metagaming us. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. But yeah, you know, we have no idea how these ads will work. They might just interrupt, you know, me talking about Kenny Gainwell, and then you'll hear an ad about how to, you know, better satisfy your partner with four hymns. And that'd be great. I think that's Can the, Sonia you know, that, come on for that ad read? That'd be the, that'd be the, <laughs> I don't think I don't think I don't think we read the ad. I think it's yeah, just I don't think read. Yeah, I think it's oh, like, it's just like an insert to auto thing. But, no, but, I, I, yeah, think I, think it's, I think it's auto. Wait, we have to read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's host oh. read ads. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Have Sonia read it. I will have Sonia read for him. <laughs> we got to boost those female numbers. Do you see how low our female count is? We got to boost those numbers. I know. 15%. It just, it just cuts as soon as like Kenny get, like, <laughs> is mentioned. It's like, no, 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 no. This is not interesting. Losing listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, the second announcement, um, which I'll hear more about the WhatsApp. Um, we thought a good idea for, you know, uh, more content for our podcast is we're going to have a question box. So we're going to have some kind of, you know, Google form we'll send out that will have um, kind of an anonymous, you know, survey kind of format where you can just ask us a question and we'll just, we'll decide to read it on the podcast and answer the question. If, you know, we think it's funny, we expect fully that this will be, you know, 99% Samson and Bob and just sending us troll messages and that's okay. Because that's what this podcast needs, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think we're going to get like an anonymous <laughs> question from someone asking if they should start like Mo Alley Cox or not this week? It's like, hey, should I start Mo Alley Cox or Zach Ertz or Greg Dolchit from Not Jay Bordeloy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, speaking All of Jay, right. speaking of Jay, I did some data analysis um, last year. <laughs> and, you know, um, this is timely because, you know, Jay was the last year's SACO. He was a SACO pick, I believe, by Alex um, this year. And, you know, was probably a pick for kind of bottom four for most of us. And he won. He beat Anish and Alex's, you know, <clears throat> favorite for championship this week. He, uh, he beat him pretty handedly. And 
I knew this was going to happen because this is what happened last year. I knew this was going to happen personally because Jay, even though he got the Sacco last year, he was a dominant force in the early 2021 season. I think a lot of us forget because all of us just remember, you know, his Sacco win. But in 2021, Jay's team was near the top. I would say he might've been even like the top team for the first few weeks of the season. Um, just to give you a sense of 2021, uh, his regular season record was six and eight, which was terrible. He was number seven with a three-way tie for second to last. Um, but he was number four in total points. So how did that happen? Well, it happened because his early season was crazy. In week one, Jay scored 121.4 points. He was number two in total points. In week two, he scored again the same amount of points, (laughs) 121.4 points, and was number two in total points, but lost. He had like the, you know, cooler um, uh, matchup where he lost to the only possible opponent. And then, you know, you know, week three, he dudded out 71.3, but then week four, 124.6, week five, 116.2, week six, 135.3. So some crazy numbers, probably from, you know, when Gronk was healthy, among other things. <clears throat> and if you look at, you know, weeks one to eight in Jay's 2021 fantasy campaign, he had six weeks where he was number f- he was top four in points and four out of the six weeks he was number two so his team was just like insane but then you know you look at weeks nine to 14 five out of the six weeks he finished in the bottom half in only one week he finished above that at number two and he had three finishes in the number bottom two two of which were dead last so just like kind of cratering of his season that led to his sack of so yeah to take a look at uh <laughs> those weeks nine of 16 he had five finishes in the bottom two yeah did you look into what happened like what did he yeah what happened <laughs> uh, again my opinion and it hasn't changed and i'm not going to look into it to confirm that i'm wrong i love but- it Najee Harris okay. fell off in the second half. And those um, I would I'm willing to bet that those boom weeks like week 14 and week 10, which were higher than the others, and week 13 are probably the weeks where Najee still did well. It's like those weird weeks in the second half of the season where Najee got like 20 some points in the week. Also, you know, I still think it was a pretty big deal that he had that. Dallas wide receiver stack. Um, I'm pretty sure he had CD lamb and mm-hmm. one of the other Cowboys receivers. And so, you know, he had a lot of boom or bust weeks, either he did really, really well. Najee was still healthy. Both, uh, Cowboys wide receivers did well and he won or he didn't. So I, I think the total points thing is a mirage. You know, you can have 124, 135 points, 122, whatever but if your floor is 51 like you know you're gonna lose that you know nine times out of ten right um so i mean i'm not surprised and that's sort of what we talked about last week and the reason why i think jay is sacco is his uh management should have been able to cover those downgrades um but he didn't adapt he didn't shift and maybe there are good reasons for that you know maybe he thought it was a fluke Maybe you just have faith in his players and there's nothing wrong with that either, but you know, we'll see. I'll talk more about Jay's management during the matchup. Cause I was uh, very curious how Jay would waver spoilers. He didn't, um, but you know, we'll see how it plays out. Maybe he's got a real life, Alex. I mean, I feel like Bob and opened this door when you start analyzing people's lives. Yeah. I yeah, mean, you know, Alex. I wake up in the morning, log into the app, <laughs> check out my, how my team's doing, log on to Twitter, see if there's any updates on their lives, see what they're having for breakfast, you know. Personal lives. My whole life. It's, it's my whole life. Follow your whole players, day. significant others, or kids. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, you got to know how Here's their the mental health is in order to know yeah, how they're going to perform luck. physically. It's good but luck. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just looking at like a random week 
I looked at week 10, which made me learn that Jay actually beat me twice in the season. So we won't talk about that week. <laughs> I lo- I was 0-2 to Jay last year. So maybe I actually did deserve to Sacco, but instead I won the league. But anyway. What's your matchup this year? For, for I don't know. Us. I'm I'm 100% going to lose to Jay again. It's going to be like. I was about to say, have him on as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, looking at week nine of 2021, uh, Jay went against Lisa. Lisa scored 83.9 points. Not too great um, for her, you know, monster team. She had Jonathan Taylor score 32, but everyone else kind of was mid. But Jay lost to Lisa's 83.9 with a score of 51. How did that happen? Well, Najee Harris actually was his best player at 13.8, and no other players scored more than 10 points. Oh, that's not true. Cordell Cordell Patterson scored 13.6. But he also had some bad luck in, you know, special teams and kickers, where his defense got one point, his kicker got negative one point somehow. And, and yeah, I think just like Alex said, he had CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper combined for a total of six points. So that may have, uh, you know, been the nail in the coffin. But he also had Tyler Lockett, right? And then mm-hmm. Will Wilson out like all season – Oh yeah, Gronk fell off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, Whoever it's interesting. Jay next week has to watch out <laughs> for, for his <laughs> early season form. But but I mean, it looks like it looks like until week ten. Actually, look at the analysis this way, right? Until week ten. He one lost, one lost, one lost. And then starting in week 10, he just lost every week. Oh, so it was like 50-50. Yeah. It was like 50-50. So I think he's in line for a loss week two. Yeah, but he was like number, he was like top four and lost. I think he had bad, it thinks it didn't like, you know, crack his way either. Because he was like, you know, number four in points and lose. Number two in points and would lose. Um. So... Yeah, pretty. Yeah, but he was also number six and one. Yeah, that's true. It cuts both ways. Yeah, I take it you don't believe in playing defense in fantasy. You don't think you should have that bad defense? Uh, Other team scores more? Okay, makes no sense. I don't don't know what you're saying. I think that was a call. I think that was a call. I wasn't sure if you were implying (laughs) playing defense as in like screwing the other teams over. I was like, what does that have to do with Jay? You know, in basketball, like you can score a lot of points, but if you have bad defense, the other team's going to score a lot. Too. Uh, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Wow. Look at his form starting week 11 of last year. Oh, he had one win in there. Yeah. 122. I'm yeah. pretty sure that week Najee did really, really well. Because I know I think... there's one week toward the end of the season, Najee did really well. <clears throat> Still funny yeah, that, think... like, week one, week but two score. 122. Just so fascinating. Like 121.4. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. It's like, uh, you know, such a statistical anomaly. Yeah. And one was a win and one was one was a loss. One was a win. It's crazy. Yeah. But both second highest score of the week. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Jay's team. Um, roast them all you want, but he might beat you. <laughs> Especially at weeks least one to eight. In the first half of the season. Yeah, at least weeks one to eight. But after week nine, um, if you lose to him, your team is really bad. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> well, he's won like three out of ten sackos, right? Was that yeah, I think he's I think he's won three. At least two. At least two. Yeah. We'll talk about league history in another episode. I think we have to flesh out that data a little bit more. Yeah, but yeah, I think he's won at least two. Definitely, at least, definitely two. I think he told me this was his third. And but we don't have season one results. Yeah, he may have been season one. Jay, let us know in the WhatsApp if you won Sacco the first year. <laughs> but yeah, should we talk about some matchups uh, for week two? Yeah, let's do it. So we picked... So I guess what we're going to do for everyone else listening is we'll just preview each of them every week and we'll pick a couple to actually, you know, have some opinion on because I mean, there's some matchups here that don't really matter. Um, so the first one is the battle at the top. 
Houston versus Peter, the two of the one and O teams, the two of the stronger looking teams from week one. What do you guys think? What are your predictions? Well, Peter, you go second. <laughs> Lisa, obviously. Out of spite or? Out of spite, yes. Cool. All right, Peter. <laughs> uh, me, of course, out of uh, blind faith in myself and my team without any analysis of anything beyond that. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I have no idea. Like it's, it, your teams are both really good. I, I honestly could not pick cause like Deandre Swift looks so good. Is he going to repeat that? I mean, the Lions actually won. Didn't they like not win for a while last year? Were they like 0 and 8 or something at some point? Um, but if that's not going to happen again this year, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's a coin toss, but I just don't want to give it to you, Peter. So I'm going to give it to Lisa too. Fair enough. So the, the council has spoken. I'll, spite I'll edit the, spite prevails. Yeah, I'll edit the reference. And the Lions lost to the Eagles last week. Oh, they did? Yeah. Yeah, but there was like 35 to 38. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. 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 I think it's going to be really Kate, close. How can it it's, do? Yeah, it's like a it's like a crazy um, match too because it's like it's like the entire saga. Like we both have Thursday players, and we both have Monday night players. And Monday night has like two games this Monday: one at like seven thirty, one at eight thirty. So it's just going to be lots and lots of pain for somebody or both of us. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's actually time. been that's actually been one of my biggest strategies when I play Alex is just play Monday night players. <laughs> Because I know you just hate it. You hate it so just get, much. You get in his head. I hate, yeah. I hate Monday Night Football. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. Waiting for Monday is just the worst. I mean, I've had some good Mondays, but um, man, I just hate it. I hate waiting. Yeah. Pro tip for everyone else. All right, Alex, <laughs> take the next one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the next matchup that we have is Anish versus Jay. Um, I just continuing on our Jay topic since Jay seems to be the most interesting podcast topic for us. Um, but let's go around and get everyone's opinion on who they think is going to win Jay versus Anish. Peter, what do you think? Uh, I'm looking at the lineup and even assuming that Jay subs out Elijah Mitchell, who is currently out, I still will give it to Anish. I'll, I'll, give it to my, I'll give it to myself too. Although <laughs> it would be like so perfect if Miles Sanders blows up for like 50 points. It would be <laughs> just like destroys me. <laughs> also out of spite. Out of, oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I also have to give it to Anish. I'm a little sad that we didn't get to talk about this yesterday because um, I think prior to waivers, mm -hmm. I might have given it to Jay. Um, but, you know, it, it really, like, I, f I feel like I keep saying this. It comes down to Jay's, like, team management. We had kind of talked about how, or at least me and the Sacco pick, how Jay's team wasn't really built to handle losing his starters or his starters not panning out. And, you know, week one, Eli Mitchell is on IR out for eight weeks. C.D. Lamb doesn't seem to be a WR1, plus Dak Prescott, broke his thumb right and maybe jay knows something about cooper rush that the rest of us don't maybe he's such a firm believer in clyde edward solaire that he's willing to just roll the dice with him rather than even bothering to waver for jeff wilson or whoever literally anybody um but you know it just it just i don't know it's it's a it's a worrying trend if we were hoping that Jay would um, you know be more active in terms of keeping keeping his team competitive. So I think it might be an early start to the end. Unfortunate for Eli Mitchell, of course, but it's that's so sort of my take. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was that was pretty mean. <laughs> was it? No, I didn't mean to be weird. that mean. It was so damn. This is the beginning of the end. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is. The end. In a world <laughs> where Jay. It wasn't mean. It was like. Not yeah. waver. 
It was. It was. I, I mean, like I'm disappointed. Very, bleak, right? very disappointed. That's even worse. Yeah, it's, it's the like parent thing. Like, I'm not a. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Alex, he's like, talking. I'm gonna be active and all that. And I was like, all right, your team could be active. I thought he made a a great trade for McCaffrey. <laughs> Like, and then Najee yeah. has a foot injury. I'm like, Jay's a genius. How did he? Yeah, go ahead. It's, like, it's as if, like, you know, you've been friends for so long, you would think that you would have taught him something about fantasy football. But, Definitely not. But, but none of it rubbed off. You're, you're not. his disappointed Asian father. Yeah, yeah I'm, di- I'm, I'm the disappointed Asian father, meme. I really thought Jay was going to step it up this year. I really had high hopes. Oh man, we're keeping all Dude, of that. Dude, Najee in. foot injury. How did Jay know that? How did he know? <laughs> I know. He's just really yeah. on top of it. Yeah. Rip Samson's team, who also now has my hurt Chris Godwin. Rip. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I still well, hold up. I think Jay, I think Jay will, <laughs> well, well, I think Jay will still prove us wrong. I'll, I'll give him benefit of the doubt. It's only week two. So Jay knows. Let's still pick a niche. Oh, Let's still pick a niche. <laughs> Everyone picked. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. And I guess I'm supposed to talk about Alex versus Bobbin. So you guys, I don't know my opinion on Alex's team, which is that he had the worst team at the start. And, you know, Bobbin comes in to the WhatsApp, basically calling Alex a no-life virgin loser and and you know really really fired up in the whatsapp so yeah what what do you uh, think anish who do you think is is gonna win i think i'm sorry alex i think it's gonna be bobbin and i think it's gonna be painful i think i think he's i think we're seeing the return of bobbin in fantasy football and i'm all for it like fiery matchup you like you like really into it i love it i love it but alex your team is <laughs> the julio jones thing is kind of like i feel like it's emblematic of where you are right now but you know like we talked about this before i know you'll manage your way out of this Thanks. yeah i i also bet on bobbin because i think bobbin's gonna destroy my soul by starting pacheco somehow <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna bench Alex. He's gonna bench Zeke for Pacheco and destroy my soul. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to go with Bobbin too. Um, I think you know your 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 facing is Justin Jefferson with Julio Jones, which is just really sad. And you have to start both of the Jaguars running backs. Like you have no choice but to start both. It's your best I have option. A choice. <laughs> you could also start Kenyon Drake, I guess. Yup. Kenyon Drake. Tyrion Davis Price. Yeah, but maybe Alex is like the inverse of Jay, where like by week eight, Alex will start to do better. They will follow two different paths based on management activity and no lifing. <laughs> we who who will have a spike fueled analysis of Alex's historical performance? <laughs> Maybe Bob, and if you win, Alex, we'll get him on next yeah. week. Yeah. Oh man, dude, if you win, Alex, that'd be so funny. I think Bob would be so mad. <laughs> Just oh, like his team, his be. team. His team is so his team is so win now. Your team is as rebuild as possible. And when you know, everyone was really mad when I won last year because I was in rebuild mode and I won the championship. I was I was, you know, five-year vision board for eight weeks until I became the contender of contenders. So yeah. That maybe that hate will transfer to you. I can only carry so much of it. Yeah, he should feel bad if he loses to my team. My team's real, real, real bad. Yeah. So you're putting him in a lose-lose situation. He either wins and you're like, whatever, of course you would have won. Or he loses and you're going to make fun of him. Solid, solid, like solid it. options. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was my strategy all along. <laughs> all right. How about you talk about the next match? Yeah, so the next match we have to talk about, we're just going in whatever order we typed up 
is Shiv and Samson. Um, so why don't we go around with our picks? Who went first last time? Peter? Peter, you go first this time. Yeah, I'm going to say Samson. Oof. Which feels really weird because I definitely would have said Shiv like a week ago. But I think we'll talk about that. Anish, what do you think? Uh, Shiv. Shiv for sure, unless he plays Jack Wilson because he's a because he's a homer and then then all bets are off. I'll go Shiv. <laughs> Blood is thicker than water. Um, is that how that saying goes? Anyway, yeah, so I mean, I think I'm also on the side of Shiv. I'm probably still sticking with my um, preseason pick, trying to not get too, like, wrapped up in week one outcomes. Um, So even though Shiv didn't win and his team somewhat underperformed, there were also a lot of things that went really well. Um, Like Cup picked up from last year. Devontae Adams had no fall off going to Vegas. So those are all really good things. Cook and um, Cook and Aaron Jones are not injured, which is I think a pro for both of them. Even though um, Aaron Jones might have lost some touches to AJ Dillon, um, the main thing that happened to Shiv that was not good was Dak Prescott going down. Um, but Jameis Winston, you know, low floor, high ceiling, so it could work out. So yeah, I'll, I'll still take Shiv. Yeah, I guess AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon looked good. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, it's, go ahead, Peter. Yeah. I'll, I'll let Peter go because I know Peter had mm-hmm. his reasons for picking Samson. Yeah. I'm looking at it again. I thought Shiv was a more injury-ridden team just because the Dak Prescott news was so, mm-hmm. you know, hot. And it always sucks when you lose your QB in fantasy because most of us only roster one. Um, yeah. there, are, there are only so many good ones. But, yeah, Sam. And he does have Lazard and Gallup. So is that what you're thinking about for injuries? Maybe. The Lazard got injured too. I had no idea, but I didn't realize Samson also has both Najee Harris, Keenan Allen, and Chris Godwin. I guess he wasn't starting, but still it's it's a pretty core part of his team with uh his uh, you know WR2 and his his uh RB1 potentially not playing. But I still I still think I'd go with Sam. Even after that. He has good depth. I think he has better depth on his um, bench. Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, is potentially going to be really good. And he has at least he – could, he could, you know, activate Brees Hall, too, who was – who has some flashes. He, he wasn't, like, spectacular because he only had, like, you know, a limited opportunity. But he got, like, you know, an insane amount of targets. He got more targets than I think anyone on the team, which is, like, crazy. So – I have yeah, two questions I, then. Mm-hmm. Number one is who would he drop to activate Brees Hall? Yeah, it's always tough. I think uh, I think a lot of us are facing that question, right, for our rookies. Like it's kind of tough to like drop somebody, especially when a lot of these players have contracts. But maybe he would drop Naheem Hines or Damian Harris. I would say. But he he signed both of them the contracts. Yeah, but they're so cheap, I think. He'd only, hit, fair. Yes. he'd only take like a dollar of dead money hit. Right. Okay, yeah. And then the other question was, why do you believe in Juju? What What did you see during Kansas City that makes you think Juju is the guy? I think Juju just had, he was like number two in targets to Kelsey. And I don't think there's really much else on that team. And... I think that's why. Yeah. He was number two in targets. He was, he had a good snap count. It was clearly to WR1. And he may be, you know, I don't know. There's, there's, there's always those like stupid articles and discussions about who the next Cooper cop is. And Juju always comes up, which just sounds so ridiculous that, you know, Juju Schuster is like this year's Cooper cup from last year as kind of like that cheaper or later round draft pick that just blows up to be the number one. I don't think he's quite there, but I think, you know, he has, he has like room to improve from his kind of disappointing seasons in the past two years. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree. (laughs) It would be interesting if, 
if, if shit loses, he's 0-2. So Alex, like we start looking like made the wrong call. Bunch of chumps. <laughs> Should have just bet on ourselves, like Peter. Just bet on your boy in the podcast. You want to bet <laughs> so on yourself? Fantasy, fantasy, bet on myself. Um, I'm, I haven't lost faith. Um, you know, I, I'm not overreacting to week one. I still think Shiv has a better starting lineup. Um, and, you know, I, I have pretty strong faith in Shiv to to waver accordingly. Um, just, just really briefly, because because I had made the comment. I, I don't think Juju Smith-Schuster is a WR1. I said this before when he was in Pittsburgh and I was right. So it's like, when you look back at Juju's history, everyone talks about his success in uh, the Steelers offense. But the one year he did well was when Antonio Brown was still there. And once Antonio Brown left, everyone thought he was the next big thing. They drafted him round one. In our league, Mike was the one that drafted him round one. I told him, don't do that. And they screwed him. And it'll screw people here too. I just don't <laughs> think he's he's going to be a WR one. What what spite is driving you here, Alex? Did you own uh, him? Like, yeah. no, it's yeah. just like when you when you like look at fantasy stuff and you see the same names come up as disappointments year after year. Juju has been a disappointment every year, right? Like he was drafted, he was okay. The second year he broke out when Antonio Brown was still there. Antonio Brown left and they were like, oh, now he's got the offense to himself. Oh, he's a disappointment. Blah, 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 Ben Rothenberger, blah, 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 blah. Right? Oh, he'll, he'll come back next year. Oh, he's a disappointment. But don't worry, have faith. Instead of round one, draft him round two or three. The risk is built in. Blah, blah, blah. He disappoints again. Well, Ben Roethlisberger is getting older. He can't stretch the field with him anymore. Right? And he's a disappointment. Then Chase Claypool comes in. Oh, Chase Claypool, crazy touchdown. It's like six touchdowns on six targets. This is way too many. Some of them should have gone to Juju. Juju will come back and have the touchdowns he deserves. And he didn't. And then Deontay Johnson comes in. Don't worry. He's just, a, he's just some other guy. Juju's still the number one. And he wasn't. Right? Like, oh, how many times are you going to make up excuses for this guy? Right? He's, he isn't a WR1. He's not going to be a WR1 in Kansas City. I think they're just going to flip receivers, just like Mahomes says, just like they've been doing, because that's what they used to do with Michael Hardman and the other fast dude, right? Marcus Robinson. There. Yeah, Demarcus Robinson. The Ravens. Right? right? It didn't matter, right? It was just the fast guy on the other side, right? It didn't even matter. And one of them might earn more target share. They didn't. They didn't earn more snaps. They didn't earn more targets. They just flipped them week to week. And you just gambled on who was going to get the long touchdown. I think it's the same thing with Juju and MBS and Sky Moore. I don't think MBS is a WR1. And based Damn. on how my predictions have been going, and he's definitely going to be a WR1. But, you know, I'll make the bet <laughs> that he won't be. Well, you don't need to attack me here. Okay. But take that, Peter. Is this a bet? <laughs> what? I mean, the you Juju love bet? Juju. Well, you believe in Juju. Hates him uh, on like a personal I don't, I, I don't know if I love him. I just think that he's serviceable to replace Keenan Allen. You totally straw man me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. All right. I don't think he's last... serviceable to replace Keenan <laughs> Allen. Keenan <laughs> Allen is an actual WR1. So no, he's not he's not serviceable to replace Keenan Allen. I mean he's right, serviceable um... in the sense that he's a warm body. But I will bet that he, and he could have a good week, and he could. I will bet that Schuster. Would you say Juju? Ooh, Juju Smith Schuster over Jerry Judy. I would say Juju yeah, has I a better Judy. season. Okay, Judy. We, season long, we'll make that bet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Season long in our league, standard yeah, scoring. Nobody cares about this bet. <laughs> <laughs> Email us a question if you care about this bet. <laughs> Yeah, I think Sam should start Juju 100%. And I guess Alex says he should start uh, Judy. Judy. And I guess we could look at just week two, but I think season long, Juju will come out too. Samson, follow our advice to your own risk. We are not experts. <laughs> How okay. does one define expert? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. You make money uh, talking about this, and that's all hey, I do. Yeah, that's. Yeah, we are <laughs> we are professionals. We're professionals. That's true. Yeah. All right, next, next matchup. End of the year. 
Uh, all right, last <laughs> matchup. Last, and I mean, the matchup probably least is Mike versus Chris. What do you guys think? Uh, Alex, you had a nice little the, uh, for this matchup. <laughs> the, the Battle of Cram's Trail. I'm pretty sure they, they called it the Battle of Cram's Trail themselves. Ooh, um, all right. but, the, but the battle of the former neighbors, um, uh, you know, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Chris again, not going to overreact to week one. Um, Mike's team. I think we, we still had consensus toward the bottom. Damian Pierce did not work out for him. So that sort of made a big impact in my opinion. So I, I'd, I'd go with Chris. What do you think yeah. here? I go with Chris too. Chris's team is just, better it's early in the season mike's team has still has a dark horse in him antonio gibson did something and you know joe mixon did something and a lot of his team you know is kind of falling in the right direction but i don't think it'll be enough to beat chris's team chris's team also just like start goal too like michael Pittman is insane and he um has him um has his like you know wr like three or something just like absolute insanity so yeah chris all the way for me too yeah I think Chris Sweep. I mean, Michael Thomas is such a good pickup too. Oh Chris my God, yeah, like yeah. Really strong, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Michael cool, Thomas. I got nothing to add to His that. kicker is out. Didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> Michael win if Chris forgets his kicker. <laughs> yeah. That Dan Carlson stat. All right. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. This is yeah. Not interesting. Yeah. What are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> oh, it's like it's just like another like roster construction question. Like, if your kicker is injured, who do you drop? Are you just dropping you drop kicker? a kicker? Yeah, you drop the so. kicker. Yeah, but yeah, not not. Oh, like, he's not even on a contract. You're the only. It's like you and I think it's only you that like in Bobbin that's like signed a kicker. Um, yeah, that's see. like that's like one thing you guys have in common. You guys signed your kickers to contracts. Oh. I'll say two things here. Um, number one, I, I think like it, it could be worth it if your kicker is like far and away the number one, which obviously we have no idea. But the, the stat that I had left out when I did my kicker thing was Justin Tucker was the only player to be in the top 10 every single year from like whatever I went to 2017 to 2021. Harrison Butker only missed that because he wasn't top 10 last year, but he was top 10 every other year. He's the second most consistent kicker after Justin Tucker in terms of finishing top 10 for fantasy. Obviously, could that be a Patrick Mahomes saying, sure, but does does that really matter, right? But he is technically the most consistent kicker outside of Justin Tucker. Oh, sorry, I was incorrect. Bobbin did not have Justin Tucker on a contract. He actually franchise tagged him for $3 this year. That might be even worse. Is that the only use of the franchise tag in our league? I think I think Samson franchise tagged defense. <laughs> he can't. Yeah, he franchise tagged KC defense for three dollars. This is why I your guys' true. teams are poor. Oh, man, you burn you burn two dollars <laughs> when you don't need. To. And then you feel yeah, that's a thing. Like like when you have these contracts, it's like that. Like. Um, natural compulsion where you just like don't want to drop any of these contract players or you know move them around and they feel immovable so yeah it's interesting uh it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out i think you know we'll become a lot more flexible as the year goes on when you know everyone's team is just like you know decimated inevitably but yeah for now i think part part of my explanation for like the small movement on the waivers was people just like don't want to like lose their like small mm-hmm. contracts because they could just become instantly valuable. Like if you're a $1 contract player who's on like a four-year contract, did nothing week one, but then weeks two to 16, they're just like a beast and you drop them. Like you're just going to look like a total idiot. I did that last year with Debo Samuel. I had him for a $5 four-year contract. I dropped him preseason and yeah. Yeah. Wait, sorry, who? Enough said. Debo. Oh, Debo? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I forgot about that. I started last season... Yeah, I started last season pre before week one with like already like ten dollars in dead money for twenty twenty three. It was really stupid. <laughs> Who dropped Pittman? Was that a niche? That was me. Yeah, that was me. Okay. And Waddle. That was not me. For some reason, I think that was Mike. Mike dropped Waddle. Okay. I, I think I don't know. I'm just pulling that out of memory. 
anyway. Yeah. All right. So I think we all took Chris for that. I think that's the that's the whole week two preview, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Week two. So it's be exciting. You know who this podcast would be great for? Is fantasy fantasy listeners or players. That's true. This is like maybe ideal. there are additional listeners that we don't we don't know. They're just yeah. playing like unofficial fantasy fantasy. Yeah. Like non-league sanctioned. <laughs> <laughs> they just have a chalkboard and they just do it manually. It's just like on DraftKings. Yeah. DraftKings. <laughs> we should uh we should try to set up a like a pitch meeting to DraftKings for fantasy fantasy and try to get them to buy our idea. Dude. That'll and it's like that'll work. It's like more hardcore than our league. <laughs> Playing like millions of dollars. Yeah, just enter five dollars to take your chance at a million dollars. Oh man. All right. So this bet recap, we don't need to yeah. Yeah, the bet recap is pretty much um there's not too much. It's just a uh, um Alex and my bet, but Jerry Judy, who Alex thinks is better, and I think Juju is better this year. And for week two for Samson's pick. So we'll see who he listens to. He might listen to neither of us, which would be insane. But yeah. Projections say I'm right. What do you <laughs> what do you think the over under on number of people in our league who care about this bet is? Oh, I'm gonna say it's like over under zero. potential for a negative it's just like either nobody or just samson no we're just you two it's so it's at least me and alex one of us might not even care already that's like, true you know, if you analyzed our psyche one of us might not even care so it's it's two and a half so it's like you either think it's me and alex only or it's me alex and samson or like some dark horse like jay he's just like you know <laughs> it's negative people are actively against us betting <laughs> yeah well, yeah, so that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. We will um, look forward to the ad injection, hopefully. And yeah, we will share our profits with you. Thanks for listening. See you in the group chat. Good night. All right, talk to you guys later. Good night, guys. Good luck on week two. See ya. <laughs>